Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer. Welcome to the Corporate Flight Attendant Podcast. I've been a corporate flight attendant for over five and a half years, and I tell you the brutal, honest truth of this industry. This is episode 27. If you like this podcast, please give me five stars. Make sure to check out freespiritpodcasts.com. You can support this podcast and purchase my digital products and services made specifically for being a corporate flight attendant. And if you're into the metaphysical and spiritual, check out my podcast, Two Inches Off the Ground. You can always follow me at Two Inches Off the Ground on Instagram. Okay, I have to apologize to you. (laughs) So you guys know I've been coming out of a health crisis and I have a CVS of drugs in my body, which I'm not used to because I'm a big alternative medicine person. So this has been a lot for me. And because of that, I've had horrible brain fog and I keep mixing up dates. I don't know why that's my thing lately, but I'm mixing up dates And I told you a new episode would drop on last episode on October 8th, which was incorrect. And I apologize for that. If you've been looking for that episode, if you looked for it on October 8th, I do apologize. I messed that up. So this is the correct date, October 15th. All right. Today's topic is how to talk to pilots. And I know it's a weird topic because you're thinking, I'm a human being. They're human beings. I know how to talk to a person. But there are things in this industry that catch you by surprise sometimes, and you really need to have that warning, and it's good to have that warning in advance. Someone warned me a little bit, but I did not realize the level of what he was talking about until I got into the industry, so that's why I wanted to make it an episode so you guys are fairly warned, especially if you're getting hired now, right? We have so many newbies getting hired. I just heard that someone I had talked to who listens to this podcast just got hired, which I'm so happy for her. So people are hiring. Listen to my last episode, submit your resume, right? All right. So you want to straddle that line of being personable and professional. I think we all know that when you're in the FBO, when you're in the hangar, when you're in flight, when you're in in an interview, you guys know that. But we're talking about this is an unusual industry where you cross over to the personal because you are on the road with these pilots. You're on the road a lot of the times with two pilots. So you have to keep it personable and you have to keep it professional. Most of the corporate aviation industry is older white men in regard to pilots. People ask me a lot what happens to the minorities and women. Well, they go to the airlines, meaning they fly for United and Delta and Southwest. Why does that happen? Because they can move up the ranks much faster. They make money much quicker and they're taken care of, I would say, pretty well. So, you know, that's a smart thing for them to do. So because of that, the corporate aviation industry is saturated with, again, white males and a lot of times older white males. Because of that, you will find that the majority of them, and I know it's not everyone, but I'm telling you, it's the majority majority, meaning 99% that I've seen are conservative. And what I mean by conservative is politically conservative. When you go into an FBO, there's something called a pilot's lounge. And in the pilot's lounge, they have these lazy boys and this huge TV, and then they have napping rooms for the pilots. And as flight attendants, we can go in and enjoy the lounge too. I will tell you this, almost 100% of the time I've ever walked into a pilot's lounge and the TV has been on, it's Fox News. So (laughs) 
I just want to warn you on that one. That's what I mean by conservative politically. I once was in a pilot's lounge alone. I was watching something on the TV that was pop culture. I can't remember. Something silly like Wendy Williams or something like that. And I was alone, remember? Like, there was no one there. So a pilot walks in. I didn't hear him. He walks in front of the TV, stands in front of it, looks back at me, glares at me, and then walks out. (laughs) You know, I would have gladly changed it to Fox News. I don't care. I would have, you know, whatever. It's not a big deal to me. I'm not political or anything, but uh, that guy was not happy. So you see what I'm saying. Now, if you're someone who graduated from Berkeley, you really love social justice, um, you may want to not bring that up in conversation. Definitely uh, leave your Hillary Clinton t-shirt at home. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what you're dealing with. Now, politics aren't overtly discussed but there's a vibe. And when you're at dinner and they start talking a little bit about current events, you get the vibe. You get where they're going. My recommendation would be don't cross that line and discuss politics. Obviously, you don't want to discuss religion. Please don't get into that because you may not like what you hear. Now, if you're someone who is really conservative and this appeals to you, then great. Then that's that's great. But if you're not, you definitely want to stay away from that conversation. The second thing, many pilots just have a skill being a pilot. Now, they're exceptional at it. I mean, uh, hello, like landing a plane, landing a private jet, landing a BBJ. That's crazy. So they're exceptional at this skill, you know, and some of the intelligence they have is so technical. It's impressive the way their minds work. And also, you will find how calm they are. Nothing phases them. So to me, that that kind of goes along with intelligence, you know, because they're, they're, they're very good in the moment, if that makes sense. But you'll find that they're not very cultured or highly educated. So if you're looking for that highly cultured, highly educated conversation, you're probably not going to get it. And that's okay, because why would you get it? Why would you, you know, if you want that, you probably need to go and work in a think tank or <laughs> definitely somewhere else. So I'll give you an example here. When you think of these corporate aviation pilots, they have been everywhere in the world. They really have. A lot of them have been, I mean, to almost every country, definitely every continent except Antarctica, the whole nine yards. They've they've seen it all. It's very impressive. Their passports are very impressive. But you'll find that on the culture end, you would think they'd be more cultured than they are, and they're not. So that's something that took me by surprise a little bit. I'll give you an example. When I did a long weekend trip to Paris, the pilots just wanted to eat dinner at the Marriott every night. We were staying in a Marriott. We were staying on the Champs-Élysées, which is the main strip of Paris, uh, not far from the Eiffel Tower. Amazing where the... uh, my French, where the Arc de Triomphe, I'm trying to pronounce it, Arc de Triomphe is. So it's, you know, it's the hot spot of Paris. So there are amazing hotels and restaurants and the whole thing. They just want to stay in the Marriott. And the thing about staying in the Marriott and eating dinner is it is geared toward American travelers. So you're eating mediocre American kind of some French food in France. It's kind of lame, if you know what I'm saying. And I was a little surprised by that because I thought, okay, maybe we do at least one or two nice dinners 
out in Paris, especially since we're in that area. All we need to do is walk. But they had no interest in it. And to their defense, they had been to Paris a million times. The thrill wore off after a while. So I get that. But I also don't understand walking to a better hotel with a better restaurant or, you know, just a better restaurant a hundred feet down the road. I, I don't get that. But hey, what are you going to do? Because, you know, we're just the flight attendant. I love the food in Paris. That is my jam. The food in Paris is my favorite thing about Paris. I love Parisian food. I will fight you every time when people say that Parisian waiters are rude and the whole, I think they're some of the nicest people in the world. I think it's some of the best food you can get in the world. The portions are great. The food is great. I don't know. I don't know what people talk about when they complain about Paris and French food, but okay, whatever. So anyway, you have to make this job enjoyable for you. You have to set your boundaries. So in that case, I believe I did a couple of Marriott dinners with them. And then during the day, I made it my own French experience. You know, I had a big French breakfast at places that I, you know, looked up. I I went to uh, a French market, a French farmer's market. I got bread. I got cheese. I went to the grocery store. I got wine. I took it back to my hotel room. Uh, What else did I get? Um, I had a big French lunch at these cafes. So I made it my own thing, you know, because at the end of the day, right, this this is for me too. I, I want to explore the world and, and I do want to be cultured and I do want to try everything. So if you're someone like me, which I have a feeling you are, make sure you set your boundaries in that way. I had suggested to the pilots a couple of French restaurants nearby and they were very nice about it in the response, but they said no. So, you know, what are you going to do? At that point, you just have to do your own thing and make it your own thing. So definitely... Set your boundaries in a positive way. Do your own thing. Show up to a couple crew dinners. Unfortunately, if you're very new, you might have to show up to every crew dinner at the Marriott. But just do what I said, you know, make breakfast, make lunch your own thing. Just do do it on your own. Okay, another part that I want to talk about, another aspect of how to talk to pilots is email and text. Do not over text or over email. Keep things short. Remember you are talking to straight American males who are married and they've learned to tune you out, especially if you are a woman. Sorry to generalize like that, but that is the truth. (laughs) How many of us are married and our husbands completely tune us out? Happens all the time, right? Happens all the time in this house. Love my husband, but it does. So, (laughs) um, It's the same with pilots. They have wives who nag them. They have daughters who nag them. They have female bosses who nag them. So they have, they they have this amazing skill of, of just tuning people out and you have to realize that. So especially when you text an email, they don't want a whole story over text, a whole story over email. If there's something you need to talk to them about, that's really complicated, you call them and you text them and you ask, you say, I'm sorry, I this is too complicated to text, can I call you? Or when can I call you? Or when is good to call you? And that's it. You know, if if they email you and they say, hey, when are you going to be at the FBO tomorrow? Do not email back and say, or do not text back and say, oh, thank you so much, Jack. I so look forward to this flight. Um, I have to do my catering. and blah. Don't go into all that. Just say 6 a.m. 
I'll be there at 6 a.m. See you then. That's it. That's all they need. So just remember to be short as possible because I guarantee you, you will annoy them if you go on and on in a text or an email and they will talk about it and it will be something that they, you know, see as a strike against you. So definitely keep everything short. Remember, you're talking to straight American males for the most part, for the most part, not everyone. So just keep it, so just keep it short. If you can, do not text them on their day off. The days off are sacrosanct in this business. Same with the lead flight attendant. You would not try to text them on their days off. You don't want to do that because they want to focus on their family and being at home and the whole thing. If you have to, you quickly text them and you say, I am so sorry to bother you on your day off, but you know I have to talk to you or I have a question about this and that's it. I've done that a couple times. I had to talk to the pilot on their day off because something happened. I remember one was with payment and he was cool about it and he called me when he could and I felt badly, but you know, you have to do it sometimes, but please do not do that unless you absolutely have to do that. All right. So I just want to finish up with what to discuss with pilots. I've talked about what not to discuss, how to do text and email with pilots, but now let's talk about what to discuss. They love their toys. Okay. Let me explain. So for their job, for their career, they fly the ultimate toy, the private jet. I mean, come on, think about that. It's better than a Jaguar. It's better than a McLaren. It's better than a yacht. It's the coolest thing. When these guys go to barbecues and parties and, you know, meet with the relatives, everyone wants to hear about their job because they have the cool job, right? Do you want to hear about the job that's the accountant or do you want to hear about the job where I'm flying a cool private jet? See what I mean? So because they fly the ultimate toy, they love their smaller toys at home. And what does that mean? Their smaller toys include small planes, boats, motorcycles, etc. My husband loves his farm equipment. That's his toys. And maybe our cows. Maybe our cows are his toys, but no, definitely the farm equipment. So I have seen this not 99% of the time, 100% of the time. I've seen a pilot who's literally 25 who had a boat with his father and fish to, you know, all the way up to, I know a pilot who I think he's around 62, 63, who's obsessed with motorcycles. They all have their toys. So because of this at dinner, you're going to hear a lot of conversation about toys. And especially if you get two pilots together who are really into motorcycles or really into fishing or really into boats or really into that. During dinner, there's a lot of nodding on your part, smiling and nodding. If it's something you're into, amazing. You can add to the conversation. I can't because I'm not into any of that. So it's a lot of me smiling and nodding and learning to meditate in my head. And and this is the part where I start tuning people out. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? They were tuning me out. Now I'm tuning them out. So you just, there's nothing you can do. I mean, I've been in dinners where they've talked about their motorcycles or whatever for half an hour. And you just, you eat and you nod and you concentrate on something else and and that's it. So just wanted to give you fair warning on that. And at the end of the day, pilots just, they just want to talk about themselves. You know, they, they go home and they've been on the road and they go home to their wives and, (laughs) 
And uh, the wives were like, hey, can you come home and fix the sink and mow the grass and do all this? And the wives and the daughters and everything have heard their stories a hundred times and you're new and you're a captive audience. So, you know, they like telling their stories to you. And that's not a bad thing. Some of them are actually really interesting and really cool. Some of these men have amazing stories to tell, but sometimes they're really boring and sometimes they don't shut up. So you're going to get that too. But just, you know, read the room, ask them a few questions, just listen. You know, they just want someone who's going to be a captive audience and listen to them. And a lot of times they want to know about you too. I will say that too. I've been at dinner where they ask me a lot of questions as well. And, and that's been a good exchange. And I just want to say that everything usually has been super positive. As long as you're personable, you're professional, you do not bring up religion, you do not bring up politics, you know, you keep it like the norm, right? As long as you make sure you straddle that line and you're in a good way, then it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, easy conversation. So I hope those tips help you. And, oh, I wanted to add one more thing. Okay. Sorry. Forgot. So younger pilots, cause I'm talking a lot about older male pilots, younger pilots that you see come up. I don't want to generalize here, but they more, they're more relaxed and they, they're more fun and you'll see them drink a little bit more and have a little more fun and party a little bit more. And that's always fun too. I really always enjoy that as well. But again, you want to stay away from religion and politics as well. You know, why, why would you do that? You'll see in the industry too, which is great that you're starting to see more gay male and female pilots. So that's great as well. So it's becoming more inclusive, which I love to hear. The next episode will be dropping on Friday, October 29th. I keep on a bi-weekly schedule on Fridays. So tune in for that. And until then, happy flying.